Chapter Thirty Four of English Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. English Fairy Tales by Flora Annie Steele. The Babes in the Wood. Now ponder well, you parents dear, these words which I shall write. A doleful story you shall hear, in time brought forth to light. A gentleman of good account, in Norfolk dwelt of late, who did in honour far surmount most men of his estate. Sore sick he was and like to die, no help his life could save. His wife by him as sick did lie, and both possessed one grave. No love between these two was lost, each was to other kind. In love they lived, in love they died, and left two babes behind. The one a fine and pretty boy, not passing three years old. The other a girl more young than he, and framed in beauty's mould. The father left his little son, as plainly did appear, when he to perfect age should come, three hundred pounds a year, and to his little daughter Jane, five hundred pounds in gold, to be paid down on marriage day, which might not be controlled. But if the children chanced to die, ere they to age should come, their uncle should possess their wealth, for so the will did run. Now, brother, said the dying man, look to my children, dear. Be good unto my boy and girl. No friends else have they here. To God and you I recommend, my children, dear, this day. But little while be sure we have within this world to stay. You must be father and mother both, and uncle all in one. God knows what will become of them when I am dead and gone. With that bespeak their mother dear, O brother kind, quoth she. You are the man must bring our babes to wealth or misery. And if you keep them carefully, then God will you reward. But if you otherwise should deal, God will your deeds regard. With lips as cold as any stone, they kissed their children small. God bless you both, my children dear. With that the tears did fall. Their speeches then their brother spake. To this sick couple there, the keeping of your little ones, sweet sister, do not fear. God never prosper me nor mine, nor aught else that I have. If I do wrong your children dear, when you are laid in grave. The parents being dead and gone, the children home he takes, and brings them straight unto his house, where much of them he makes. He had not kept these pretty babes a twelve-month and a day, but for their wealth he did devise to make them both away. He bargained with two ruffins strong, which were of furious mood, that they should take these children young, 
and slay them in a wood. He told his wife an artful tale. He would the children send to be brought up in London town with one that was his friend. Away then went those pretty babes, rejoicing at the tide, rejoicing with a merry mind they should on cock-horse ride. They prate and prattle pleasantly as they ride on the way to those that should their butchers be and work their lives decay. So that the pretty speech they had made murder's heart relent, and they that undertook the deed full sword now did repent. Yet one of them, more hard of heart, did vow to do his charge, because the wretch that hired him had paid him very large. The other won't agree thereto, so there they fall to strife. With one another they did fight about the children's life, and he that was of mildest mood did slay the other there. With an unfrequented wood the babes did quake for fear. He took the children by the hand, tears standing in their eye, and bade them straightway follow him, and look they did not cry. And two long miles he led them on, while they for food complained. Stay here, quoth he, I bring you bread, when I come back again. These pretty babes with hand in hand went wandering up and down, but never more could see the man approaching from the town. Their pretty lips with blackberries were all besmeared and dyed, and when they saw the darksome night they sat them down and cried. Thus wandered these poor innocents, till death did end their grief. In one another's arms they died, as wanting due relief. No burial this pretty pair from any man receives, till Robin Redbreast piteously did cover them with leaves. And now the heavy wrath of God upon their uncle fell. Yea, fearful fiends did haunt his house, his conscience fell a hell. His barns were fired, his goods consumed, his lands were barren made, his cattle died within the field, and nothing with him stayed. And in a voyage to Portugal, two of his sons did die, and to conclude himself was brought to want and misery. He pawned and mortgaged all his land, ere seven years came about. And now at last this wicked act, did by this means come out. The fellow that did take in hand these children's for to kill was for a robbery judged to die, such was God's blessed will, who did confess the very truth, and here hath been displayed, the uncle having died in jail, where he for debt was laid. You that executors be made, and overseers eke, of children that be fatherless, and infants mild and meek. Take you example by this thing, and yield to each his right, lest God with such like misery you wicked minds requite. End of chapter 34 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.